Welcome back. It's the weekend recap of Simply Bitcoin. We break down the news from Twitter, the daily fail, meme review, software releases, hardware releases, and the websites by plebs. Joining us today, two return guests. We've got the hosts of Bitcoin Kindergarten. That's right. We've got Wynicus and we've got Optimus Fields or at My Living Truth. All right. We're diving into the numbers. Let's do it. Number time. Number time is brought to you by Bitcoin 2022. It's going to be the largest Bitcoin conference ever hosted in sunny, sunny Miami Beach, Florida. On the last day, there's going to be a music festival component to it. Dead Mouse is going to spin. Phil and I are going to talk. It's going to be freaking awesome. And you can take advantage of the link down below for 10% off your tickets to Bitcoin 2022. At the time of this recording, the block height is 719,050. The Bitcoin price, 43,215 chain rewrite days. 716 total public lightning capacity once again frozen in time 3331.49 moscow time 2314 blocks to the halvening 120,950 the boring numbers there they are boring numbers but i'm high another another block height all-time high that is the signal the Kaka fiat price is the noise. But Phil, I got a theory, okay? And man, I, I really, really believe in this theory. And listen, I, I kind of have a feeling, I kind of understand why everyone, all the TA guys, you know, even though a lot of them, you know, are good peeps, good, you know, everyone to each their own, right? The thing that you always say. Um, dude, I think that the China ban and the crash of the hash rate was the main culprit of why Bitcoin did not hit an all-time high in 2021. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because the hash rate has recovered. And not only has it recovered, it's hitting all-time highs consecutively here. You see this dip right here. Let me zoom in a little bit more so you guys could visualize it better right uh where the cursor is that was essentially the china ban dropped all the way down and if you look at the price right and prices in you know in gray here it's very correlated like look at that right um and then obviously here there's less correlation but what's really interesting is that the hash rate is breaking all-time highs and that means that the that the hash rate the miners have migrated successfully out of china so there's not risk for another china ban right uh so it's you know it's more decentralization of the hash rate i think that's a good thing uh you know i think we have to watch out a little bit now because now there's uh there's a lot more miners in the united states so there's kind of a centralization of miners in the U.S. now, but I guess it's better than China. You know, we do love freedom in this country. At least some states do, I guess. Uh, but yeah, man, like uh, I honestly and Phil, you know, we've talked at length about this like privately um, and I'm just going to say it out loud. I think that, uh, you know, I think that the hash rate and price are correlated. I think that the hash rate uh, represents the value proposition of Bitcoin um, you know, theoretically, the higher the hash rate, the higher the the more difficult it is to attack Bitcoin to to essentially uh, you know to brute force it to you you essentially would have to match the same amount of computational power if you wanted to rewrite the chain. And if the higher the hash rate, the more computational power, the more energy that is the actual energy that is required in order to do that. So, in in my eyes, from the eyes of a Bitcoin miner. I kind of see that as the value proposition. Now, let's see if this theory plays out. I'm not going to tell you like the TA guys that are drawing lines. I'm not drawing lines here. I'm just pointing out, you know, something that you could independently verify. Uh, if you've looked at throughout Bitcoin's history, every time the hash rate makes an all-time high, the price tends to follow. I see the hash rate as a leading indicator. Let's see how this plays out. And if the hash rate keeps going in the directions that it's going, and we know for a fact that there's huge investments, Marathon announced an $876 million purchase of the brand new S19 XPs from Bitmain. So we know that there's even more miners being brought online, 
right dude like I, I, if this hash rate keeps going man dude I, I i'm calling it right now i really think that 2022 in terms of the cacafia price is going to be a really good year especially if the hash rate does its thing at the same time you know i could be catastrophically wrong right because you know never like the ta guys everyone thought 100k last year we did ourselves also uh but dude i i you know like phil i'm placing my money on this I, I'm, I'm i'm putting my name behind this bro i i really i really believe in in this man let's see let's see how it plays out what are your thoughts i have to admit i i do you know having had those conversations with you i i do i do like that theory right I, I think it does make sense i think we can actually point to data that exists that we can say okay there's something behind it the timing on it is a little bit gray right because it's not it's not exactly it's not it's not exact but you know regardless of that regardless of those things okay what we do know is we're not doing a 20 we're not doing the same pattern we did in 2013 we're not doing the the same pattern that we did in 2017 so th those things right away going back to what we've said together in the past like there is this is a different beast now right it's it's much more secured look at the price levels that we're at look at the prices that we're paying per transaction i mean i know like you know because you're a miner as you've said in the past you know like fees are, are no big deal for you and they're definitely like i don't care either because in my eyes this is the you know this is the cost to being able to use the most secure network in the world so i i to me it's it's just it that's what we pay you know it it's perfectly fine um but look at how cheap they are right in the grand scheme of things you know back in 2017 we had we did we had much higher fees so i look you know to me this is just a beautiful ecosystem that's growing these are like the growing pains i totally agree with you that china is part of what i i, I think it's let's say 90 percent of what stopped us and i have no idea what the 10 percent is for okay i have no idea why i'm leaving that 10 percent out <laughs> i'm uh, leaving it to something i don't you know something that i i didn't see or that i don't know happened behind the scenes it was you dennis know? it was dennis it was, it was the 58k gang it was dennis it was. anyways optimus what are your thoughts on all this do you believe that well, the china ban stopped the inevitable bitcoin 100k well i heard you guys say super cycle a lot without actually saying it i don't know if that's just me guys but i think that's what they were trying to say the last couple of minutes i don't know about that but that's what my ears heard no but seriously I, I'd agree with you guys. I definitely think that we had a few black swans last year that we couldn't account for. And that definitely, uh, you know, dumped the price. But also, I kind of believe that maybe we were all really stupidly bullish and we continue to be stupidly bullish. And so the fact that Bitcoin price isn't on the moon already, we're just like, what is going on? So, yes, I do believe we saw a lot of black swans last year and they just all, you know, was perfect time for a perfect storm. So fundamentally, like you guys are saying, uh, you know, the principles and the foundation of Bitcoin is even more bullish. So, I mean, it's hard not to be bullish right now. Hash rate keeps going up. Price of Bitcoin is down. The plebs can stack sats. Like, it's fucking going to be a glorious year, in my opinion. Absolutely. I'm going to pass it on to the shadowy super coder and simply Bitcoin's in-house in meme lord. Wine, Winekiss. What are your thoughts on all this, bro? I just see that the graphs show that the numbers are getting bigger. So I'm a big fan of big numbers. I think big number good. And I also want to give a shout out to 58K Gang and a new gang that I'm creating called Hard Money Gang. So um, I think all these things are really bullish as long as you have the time preference to wait long enough. I love having the meme, the meme, the memers on the show. When paid they're, group, Winicus. When paid yeah, group. Yeah, they're already in it. They they oh, they, they okay. speak. Oh, hey, hey, <laughs> we do pay you. God damn it, we're in Winicus's paid group. Um, but yeah, man, the memers speak in memes. If you could understand what they're saying, there's a lot of signal there. We, we but speak, any Nico. We speak the layman's words, bro. We we Big speak to the layman. That's this, all you need to know. Big number good. Three words. Big number good. This Orange is, coin good. Big number good. That's it. That's the signal there. Anyways, Phil, it's time for the Daily Fail. 
The Daily Fail is brought to you by Amber App. Check them out, amber.app. You can buy the shift Bitcoin made easy. It's the easiest way to stack Bitcoin. When I say buy the shift, I mean you can stack every time Peter Schiff tweets out something ridiculous. Anyways, the link is down below. Man, I haven't seen you in a while, bud. Malaka. Where are you, Yellow? Amber. The smart way stack sets. Guys, we're going to start off with something a little light before we dive into something a little not so light. Let's have some NFT fun here. So here we go. Um, we've got NFTs sure are fun. And we got tagged by, I think it was God, the God of the Void in this one. Okay. I've NFT'd this picture and as such, you are not allowed to retweet it. I own this image. Indeed. She then responds back and goes, you think it's funny to take screenshots of people's NFTs, huh? You must be a very immature person to steal someone's property that they paid for. Yeah, I said it. You're the kind of person who thinks that property theft, a seriously illegal offense, is a joke. Oh, gosh. I mean, we, we've said this a thousand times, right? They don't actually own the image. So it's just such nonsense. And people continue to perpetrate this ridiculousness. Nobody decides to actually do any research to figure out what they own. Okay, so... Before we get into this, I just want to have to give a caveat, right? It's, it's going to be a pretty painful, I think it's going to be a painful fail, right? Because we were not able to debunk this, okay? Like, it is what it is, and there's been a lot of discussion around the community. What am I talking about? I'm talking about Ellen Strike and Argentina, right? Uh, recently, Jack Mahler's put out a, a series of tweets indicating uh, that, you know, uh, he was bringing quote-unquote, Bitcoin to Argentina. And yes, to a certain extent, you know, uh, Bitcoin is there, okay? But there is an aspect to it um, that is unfortunately, that is unfortunately built on, the, built on Ethereum and is shitcoining, okay? And it, it is. Just to add so, to what Phil was saying before you share your screen, Phil, a little bit. Yeah. Guys, you know the drill. We're simply Bitcoin promise you from the very get-go we censor ourselves to no one we have no masters you run simply bitcoin a youtube show where you 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 cover the daily news every single day a lot of pre-coiners watch your show and they get orange pilled through your show and you and your co-host phil uh coin icarus he you guys are toxic on that show you know how has toxicity been beneficial in uh, that aspect yeah, so when we started Simply Bitcoin, me and Phil always had this, you know, we will have no masters, right? Yes. We will not take sponsors from people, from companies that we don't use ourselves, that we don't agree with. We will not be bought. And that was so important. If, if no one's going to call out the shit, even if it's from Bitcoin companies themselves, who else will, right? So just because you've contributed a lot to Bitcoin in the past, whether you're a Bitcoin company or whether you're a Bitcoiner content creator, as soon as you start shitcoining, we will call you out. And we ask you guys, if we ever start shitcoining in the unlikely event, please rip us a new one. Anyways, Phil, why don't you share it? <laughs> Here we go. So we are going to start off. We're, we're going to because look, there's there's many points to this. OK, so I just want to show all the information properly so that we can put the story together, because there has been a lot of comments coming out from many different people. So let's start off with the Coindesk, right? This tweet by Coindesk three days after announcing that it was launching services in Argentina. The Lightning Network powered app is only supporting Tether's USDT stablecoin in the country. That is not entirely correct now we're going to move on to a tweet by namcios okay and if we take a look uh covering bitcoin stories that matter at bitcoin magazine he, okay. he does he does most of the bitcoin magazine art articles by the way we use well, him all the time he's a great writer I was going to say, he, he's going he's gonna to help us clear a lot of this. He's going to help us clear up a lot of this FUD, but at the same time, he's also going to, you know, he's also going to help us, under, I'd, I'd say, understand exactly what's happening. So here we go. Um, Though not new, LN Strike's implementation in Argentina generated confusion among some users. Yes, it uses USDT, and no, there's no BTC balance, but you can send and receive Bitcoin on chain and through lightning we're going to dive into the article that he wrote this was january 13th 2022 here we go bitcoin app strike in argentina under the hood okay and this is what's going to help us understand you know the first tweet about usdt only the launch of the lightning 
payments app strike in Argentina generated a lot of confusion on Twitter after customers started downloading and using it to find out they didn't get an actual Bitcoin wallet. Strike's founder and CEO, Jack Maulers, flew to El Salvador early last year to aid the Bitcoin beach community in leveraging the Bitcoin and Lightning networks to achieve financial freedom, only to discover it was illegal for his app to custody US dollars on behalf of a user. They had to resort to using Tether's USDT to achieve basic minimum viable product functionality in El Salvador. Only after El Salvador passed the Bitcoin law was Strike able to pivot away from using the stablecoin. Now, I have to admit, I wasn't aware that they used USDT at the beginning in El Salvador. Maybe it's something that I read and I completely forgot uh, because my brain is often a blank slate. But I'm just saying I wasn't and that sucks. Anyways, financial institutions in Argentina also faced increased regulatory scrutiny in relation to holding U.S. dollar balances as the country attempts to curb dollar outflow. Argentina's central bank had imposed fresh restrictions and prohibited banks from holding net cash dollar positions at the end of a trading day. I did go do a little bit of research on this and I did find, uh, was able to find an article from Bloomberg uh, that Argentina limits banks net cash dollar positions. Unfortunately, this article didn't have too much helpful information, so I had to go find something else. I got this off Bloomberg. It's kind of interesting. They, they mostly talk about travel restrictions, okay? They, they don't give too much detail about the cash balances, but here's what we know. In, the, in a measure targeted at consumers, the central bank of Argentina said it will ban credit card operators from financing payments through installment plans if these are intended for tourism abroad, including plane tickets and car rentals. Okay. Such plans are popular among Argentines looking to finance their spending at, in as many as 18 installments, which allows them to lock in prices before inflation pushes them higher. In a separate regulation published late Thursday, the central bank said it will no longer allow banks to hold net cash dollar positions at the end of a trading day. The rule becomes effective December 1st. And just to give everybody perspective, this was November 25th, 2021, so just last year. Anyways, let's get back to let's get back to this article. So, I mean, it's it is accurate that they are not allowed to hold that US dollar cash balance overnight. So, they are using this shitcoin to supplant that. They're by they're using USDT to bypass that yeah. regulation. But there's of course there's there's still some anyways, you'll see there's still some some discussion here. Mahler's told CNBC in August adding that we can use the Bitcoin monetary network under the hood to do everything cheaper better faster so at strike we allow to use this infrastructure rail with your trace checking account or your visa debit card without making you use and spend bitcoin the asset he told cnbc we're going to see a lot of disruption with bitcoin the monetary network in argentina strike is doing just that leveraging the bitcoin network and usdt to enable cheaper, faster payments locally and internationally without requiring users to spend their Bitcoin. So now we're going back to the original tweet, right? We just read you the article from that, you know, from that tweet from Namcios. Okay, so now here's Jack's response to that tweet. He goes, yo, he goes, sorry, I was working on a few things and hosting uh, Chibit devs. Yeah, none of this is new. This is how Strike works. One of the thesis at Strike is using Bitcoin as a superior singular global open payments network that offers instant and free cash finality. Strike allows you to make and receive Bitcoin and Lightning payments with dollars, or in theory, any desired cash collateral. Maybe someday you can make a Lightning payment with your Starbucks points. Since day one, pre-empty closet days. I guess that's got to mean something to the people that know. <laughs> that's, that, that's for his people that know. So look, I saw this. I saw this. I think it was in the, uh, I think it was in TCBP. It was a fellow Bitcoiner, Barack Omada. You, uh, so are you using Ethereum or not? If so, there is no financial freedom of any kind there, and you are just marketing a scam to entire countries as revolutionary. So look. We know that this issue has caused a ton of contention, right? This, th this particular topic has caused a lot of contention um, in, in the Bitcoin community. We just showed and explained exactly what was explained by Jack himself, okay? So I think what's happening, and I think what some of us don't realize, and 
you know, I hate to put these caveats in there, but you got to do it. Like, I in no way am I making excuses for Strike. I hate that they're using USDT. I don't give a shit about Tether. Tether's a Chuck E. Cheese token. Okay, it's complete garbage. But the reality is, is that he's differentiating between Bitcoin the token and Bitcoin the monetary network. And in, I guess, according from what we're seeing, he believes that by using it in this way, they can achieve monetary freedom. Because, you know, you can see, right? They don't, the Argentinian government doesn't allow the Argentinian people to hold the US dollar balance overnight, okay? They don't allow them to do it, and it's because they're losing so much money and, and their money is devaluing so quickly. So as a result, Strike is using Tether to get around that temporarily, but it's still crap. It still sucks. And we hate saying it. It's awful. I don't know what else to say. It's, it just is, you know, like it, 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 it obviously it, it's brutal, but I think it's not as bad as people think. And to me, like it doesn't validate, um, it doesn't validate the store of value use case or the, you know, the shit coins are as good as Bitcoin because use case. I really don't think it validates that at all. A temporary on-ramp of any type, regardless of what it is, I, I, I don't think um, that that's really a quality that, that really matters in the long term, you know? Yeah, I, you know, I, I completely agree with you, Phil, and not to make any excuses for strike, you know, um, they are using Ethereum, they are using a shitcoin, they are using USDT. Um, so first of all, I kind of want to explain what's going on in Argentina. Why do they have those types of laws? Argentina experiences bad inflation. When bad inflation happens, you know, as you saw in Turkey, the government implements capital controls, which is what Phil was reading, right? The government is trying to force you not to save in any other currency, any other asset other than the fiat currency of their country themselves so that the government maintains control. Um, now, I, I think Jack's playing 3D chess here. Um, that's honestly what I think he's doing. Um, and the reason that I say that is because he kind of hinted to it or the article hinted to it, right? And El Salvador was illegal to hold US dollars. But what happened after Jack essentially um, Trojan horsed El Salvador saying, hey, listen, you don't have to hold Bitcoin the asset, which is a direct attack at governments, right? Essentially, he took the back door and he said, you could just use uh, the monetary network, right? And then by essentially introducing the monetary network, what you're doing is you're actually introducing Bitcoin itself, right? So you're actually introducing um, a better solution, right? And by introducing that better solution, people automatically start learning about Bitcoin and then push comes to shove, change happens. Now, are we excusing um, Strike for, for using a shitcoin? No, but they didn't have any other option right it, it, we are you, you really have to break down what is happening here right there there's a war going on right and essentially it's a war between fiat and bitcoin right and governments have complete control of the fiat system and they're going to use it to their advantage as much as possible and you know tether is a convenient way which i i suspect it's a temporary way because we had the biden administration already announced that they want to make tether you know they want to include tether into the banking charter and all that so they're going to capture that eventually that loophole is going to be closed but for now jack is using that as essentially as a way to trojan horse himself into countries and introduce them to bitcoin by essentially going to them and saying oh it's just the monetary network you don't have to use the asset because if he went in there saying you use the asset what you're doing is you're you're clashing 
directly head to head, but by introducing the benefits of the Bitcoin network, right? What you're doing is you're not going directly clash, you're not clashing directly, but you're also introducing Bitcoin indirectly anyways. So I think Jack inevitably hopes that Argentina follows in the footsteps of El Salvador and makes bitcoin legal tender and essentially he's using the usd tether right now as a bridge to that end goal right um the the stakes are really high they they, they and and governments are just not going to want to let go of that power even if it means benefiting their citizens i think that this is just a way to circumvent that and trojan horse the people of argentina you know even though it is using ethereum and a shitcoin Anyways, uh, Optimus, what do you what what are your thoughts on all this? I guess it is it is a little disappointing to hear, but uh, that's only if you're like a staunch Bitcoin maximalist and don't uh, you know don't see the use in in Tether being better than the dollar. Like I think the signal here is that the dollar is so bad that even a shitcoin's better. And if he can use that, like Nico said, to Trojan horse Bitcoin into Argentina. Um, I don't know. I, I think it, it outweighs uh, the the short term pain of it using Tether and people calling us shitcoiners. So maybe I am hand waving and uh, excusing Lightning for, for their shitcoining ways. But I think, uh, like you guys are saying, Jack's distinction between Bitcoin, the monetary network and Bitcoin, the token is is the, you know, the big uh, canary in the coal mine here and, and if people don't understand that difference then you know they have to go back down the rabbit hole and, and understand that even in that um scenario it, it's still better and furthers the what we say we do here in bitcoin and the revolution absolutely jack, jack is a bitcoiner okay a bitcoiner through and through he knows exactly. what he's doing and he's he's seeing this as a way in um, and not to essentially go head to head directly with some of these regulators. Anyways, Winekiss, you want to hit this? Yeah, I just want to make a distinction that El Salvador is already dollarized, so it was a lot easier to integrate once those laws did pass. While uh, Argentina, I know people out there, and they're dying for dollars. Like, there's a whole black market for people trying to accumulate dollars the price of the dollars on the on the black market are close to double than what they're actually worth and this is just a, a mechanism to make bitcoin more accessible to argentinians because we're lucky here in the united states and in western countries that we can integrate our bank accounts into these bitcoin exchanges and apps and easily buy bitcoin dollar cost average all these things Whereas Argentinians are just looking to get out of the peso, get into dollars, and and hopefully then result is them saving in Bitcoin, but also freely transacting in dollars. Whereas Tether is is built on Ethereum. I think maybe the main thing that we should try to solve is having some sort of stable coins built on Bitcoin, so we don't have to rely on these other blockchains. Um, but it's just a matter of accessibility, and obviously with the current banking infrastructure in Argentina and all their limitations, people have no ways of in transacting in dollars or Bitcoin, and they don't want to be left holding pesos. So um, these are short term things. And I, I think Bitcoiners need to understand what position Argentinians are in, what position Jack is in and what the the solution is in the long run, which is everyone using Bitcoin and being on a Bitcoin standard. But the medium of exchange part is obviously very difficult. And so are the on and off ramps. So, I mean, hopefully we can find other solutions other than Tether and, and Ethereum shitcoin stablecoins. But um, I think that we really have to understand what's going on first. So I don't think like it's right for anyone to really criticize what's happening yet. I, I absolutely agree with you, Wynikis. And uh, we reported this the other day, guys. And, and most countries that, you know, like in Turkey and Venezuela, you know that that experience these hyperinflationary moments argentina the inflation there is crazy as well um the people because of the dollar's stable reputation right um they see the dollar as this stable currency 
And that's ending soon, right? We're already hitting 7% inflation in the U.S. Um, there's going to reach a, a there's going to be there's there's going to be a singularity when when there's going to be essentially a wake up call when people realize that the actual stable currency is Bitcoin. Right. But that hasn't happened yet. Right. So we're still kind of in this transitionary period where people still think, right, that the dollar is this, you know, stable, stable store of value. Um, but in reality, it lost 7% this year. If you believe the CPI numbers, we truly believe, you know, it's much higher than that. If you look at the price of real estate, if you look at the price of stocks, all the asset inflation, it's about 30. Michael Saylor says it's 15 to 20 to 30%, right? So is the, is the dollar really a store of value, right? We showed you the chart that the dollar has not lost 98.48%. Uh, towards Bitcoin in the last five years, right? So is it really a store of value? Um, and I think that the world is, is going to learn that w in the next decade. But I completely agree with all you guys. I think Jack's playing 3D chess at the moment. And he sees that, you know, unfortunately, he has to use this tool to get strike into the hands of Argentinians. And by doing so, exposing them to Bitcoin, even though if, even though it's in an indirect manner. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the Daily Meme Review. The Daily Meme Review is brought to you by Citadel 21. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine, pure pleb signal, stories, articles, comics, really cool stuff, different artwork, every volume, and it's scarce. There's only a thousand copies made per volume. So you get your print of Citadel 21 today day before they run out all right everybody the first meme is brought to us by tc at meditation underscore man central bankers global economy mainstream media <laughs> absolutely accurate love that all right moving on to next one it's by chicagoist corporate media decades of blight <laughs> lies that destroyed all credibility this is all joe rogan's fault <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Um, this is by Run the Banks. Politicians are pandering. I can't say that word, but you guys could read it. Amateur looters, professional looters, members of Congress that beat the S&P 5, the whatever, the stock market. Holy crap. They are crushing it. I wonder why. Maybe it's a little bit of insider information. And guys, this is why we say we are apolitical on this show. Because both parties, man. Look yep. at this fucking... They all got their hands in the cookie jar, Nico. Uh, they, they all got their hands in the cookie jar. Anyways. Yeah. But we're the problem. They they, they want to, you know, every $600 transaction. I ah, can't have that. Anyways. Did you try uh, to spend money? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Not Anyways. On my, not on our watch. Uh, uh, <laughs> here, the next one is by Anders. All Bitcoiners keep friends, tell truth. <laughs> This is true. That we were talking. I was talking to Optimus about this before we started recording this literal subject. Um, next one is by Spinte, the Bitcoin Crusader. Uh, came on the show recently. The Pyramid of Intellect, Understanding Bitcoin, PhD, Master's Degree, Bachelor's Degree. It's so true, man. This is a very accurate meme. And last but not least, by Susie B. I see she took the burka off. Uh, collect them all. NFTs are rare and valuable. <laughs> Don't they bother you? I find those like so they're so weird. <laughs> like that's scary. Like dude, some of these are scary, man. Can you imagine like someone just puts this next to your like on your nightstand and you wake up the next day, you're like, ah! <laughs> Well that's an Because I'm an island boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they are. That's what they are, brother. Island boy cakes, anyways. Uh, oh god. Oh, man. Okay, for those awesome memes, I'm going to give it a very special score. New clothing company is sponsoring us, a Represent Hoodie. And you can take advantage of the link down below for 10% off anything on representclothing.com. Link's down below. Anyways, Phil, what do you give those memes? It's a good score. Glad I wasn't going with that. Um, I am going with my trusty... Raspberry Pi ribbon cable. Very nice. Very That's nice. right. Colorful. We're going with colorful. 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 Optimus Fields. What would you give those memes? I I am going to give those memes an unopened 32 gig micro SD card. Okay. 
Very solid score. I, I, I really I, I agree with that. What about you, Winekiss? What would you give uh, those memes? I'm going to rate the memes just two simple words. Highly regarded. Oh, okay. Highly regarded. A represent hoodie. Highly regarded here. Highly regarded. A represent hoodie. A ribbon cable with different colors and a 32 gig unopened sd card very interesting scores anyways guys we want to know do you agree with our scores do you disagree let us know down in the comment section of course you guys know the drill we say things that piss off people in high places like the central bankers so make sure to subscribe to us on alternative video platforms like rumble.com and our personal favorite bitcointv.com because they don't censor there because it's Bitcoin TV. And of course, join our Telegram group. Link us some Bitcoin memes to review. Because it's a Bitcoin meme review. And if we didn't have memes, then there would be nothing to review. So there wouldn't be a Bitcoin meme review. So we need your memes so that we could review them because of the Bitcoin meme review. But anyways, Phil, it's time for the Daily News. The Daily News is brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. They make the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch. Like the 3D printed Bitcoin Freedom Art Grenade. It opens up. You put your favorite hardware wallet in there. Or my personal favorite, the 3D printed Bitcoin Honey Badger comes in three different sizes. Also opens up. You put your stuff in there. Or hardware wallet. Depends on what you want. And you can take advantage of the link down below for 5% off anything on the store. CryptoCloaks.com. Alright guys, this is awesome, awesome news. Very bullish been telling you guys for a long time it worries me i told you that the centralization of miners is a bad thing and i'm not only just talking about the actual location of bitcoin miners i'm also talking about the manufacturing of bitcoin miners right so even though bitcoin miners migrated away from china the vast majority of them especially the really good ones like InnoSilicon, what's miner bitmain they're all chinese companies and their manufacturing is in China, right? Um, I know some have moved uh, to Malaysia specifically, but still the vast majority of ASIC miners manufacturing still happens in China. And there is Bitcoiners with a lot more resources than us plebs that see also see this as an issue. One of them is Jack Dorsey himself. Uh, and of course, uh, personal friends of the show, Samson Mao and Adam Back, they're also addressing the issue. So let's cover all this, shall we? This is a tweet by Jack uh, in October. So it was a while ago. Check this out. And he, he updated this, but let's read the tweet. Square is considering building a Bitcoin mining system based on custom silicon and open source for individuals and business worldwide. If we do this, we'd follow our hardware wallet model. Build in an open in open in collaboration with the community. First, some thoughts and question. Mining needs to be more distributed. The core job of a miner is to securely settle transactions without the need for trusted third parties. This is critical well after the last Bitcoin is mined. The more decentralized this is, the more resilient the Bitcoin network becomes. True? Mining needs to be more efficient. Driving towards clean and efficient energy use is great for Bitcoin economics, impact, and scalability. Energy is a system-level problem that requires innovation in silicon software and integration. What are the largest opportunities here? Silicon design is too concentrated into a few companies. What did I just say earlier? Mm -hmm. This means supply is likely overly constrained silicon development is very expensive it is extremely expensive and there's only a couple of companies on the face of the earth that do it like tsmc and global foundries right they're the ones that actually right. make the semiconductors only two companies and you mm -hmm. know and you know well global foundry is an american but tsmc is the vast majority of of the uh, semiconductor production and you know where they're located in taiwan and you know what the Chinese Communist Party really doesn't like? And you know what they want to take over? Taiwan. So it's a ticking time bomb. Anyways, Phil, what were you going to say? I just want to point out Global Foundries, although, yes, it is based in the in the States, specifically in, in New York, um, it's actually backed by Saudi money. Just okay. saying. Not that that should matter, but hey, I just at, wanted to, yeah. At least it's not in a tiny little island off the coast of chinese communist communist no, no, china i'm just saying you know that has a bunch of <laughs> missiles pointed at them <laughs> anyways uh silicon development is very expensive requires long-term investment and is best 
coupled tightly with software and system design. Why aren't more companies doing this work? Very good question. This isn't enough focus on vertical integration. Considering hardware software production, pr productionization and distribu distribution requires accountability for delivering to an end customer versus improving a single technology in the chain. Does seeing this as a single system improve accessibility? Mining isn't accessible to everyone. This is very true. Bitcoin mining is very expensive, especially to do it at home. Residential electricity prices are very, very expensive compared to industrial electricity prices, which is why you see giant mining farms. Um, but we're seeing this year specifically because mining has become so profitable, we're seeing a lot of miners, a lot of plebs mining at home. We need more of that. Bitcoin mining should be as easy as plugging a rig into a power source. There isn't enough incentive today for individuals to overcome the complexity of running a miner for themselves. What are the biggest barriers for people running miners? Our team led by Jesse, can't pronounce the name, will start the deep technical investigation required to take on this project. We'd love your thoughts, ideas, concern, and collaboration. Should we do this? Why or why not? We'll update this thread as we make our decisions. And now over to Jesse. I absolutely think you should do this, but it's not only Jack. Blockstream also saw this as an issue, right? When Adam Back was interviewed, Say he said the same thing. There's a giant concentration of Bitcoin manufacturers in China, which is a country that happens to be hostile towards Bitcoin, right? So it's definitely important to have ASIC Bitcoin miner manufacturing decentralized, more decentralized, more around the world, right? It's very important. So Blockstream took it upon itself. They've raised $210 million with a valuation of $3.2 billion. Congratulations to Adam and Mao. They definitely deserve it. And uh, they acquired mining chip manufacturer Spondulios, Spondulis. Nico can't read. Phil, what does that word say? You muted yourself. Yeah, no, you had it. You had it. Spondulis. Okay. I, I, I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, Nico got it right? Holy crap. Anyways. So, Every time Nico mispronounces a word, you have to drink. You have to take a shot right now. Anyways. Uh, shop of maple syrup, though. This is a Canadian show. Is it, though? Maybe. Half Canadian? Huh? Who knows? Anyways. Back to this. So this is old news. This happened in October. This happened in August. We both covered it when it happened. But here's an update, right? This is a a job app or jobs essentially a job. I don't know what it's called. They're essentially saying, listen, we need someone to be the custom digital design lead. And there's a lot of signal. Who is Block? Block is Square. Block, formerly Square, is Square, Cash App, uh, Spire, and Title. So not to get confused. So when Jack wrote this tweet saying Square, it is now Block. They just changed the name. Anyways, so what did Block publish? They're, they're pub publishing. They, they need someone uh, working. And what? look at the job description. You will be part of the custom silicon team in Block that develops Bitcoin mining ASIC. In this role, you will work closely with other digital designers and mixed signal designers to develop the next generation of mining ASIC. In addition to RTL design, you will participate in synthesis, place and route, time enclosure, CDC, lint, and DFT. Right? So, dude, Jack is following through with this. So now, just to kind of summarize for you guys, because this is kind of complex, right? We have Blockstream. And we have Jack Dorsey Square, which is now named Block, both working on the manufacturing Bitcoin mining ASICs away from China. And this is a very, very good thing, specifically because most of especially the latest and greatest Bitcoin miners are all from Chinese companies like Bitmain, like What's Miner, like Inosilicon right the s19 which is what marathon purchased that's a chinese corporation listen i have nothing against chinese people i love chinese people i love i love i love them they're good dudes however the chinese communist party is very hostile towards bitcoin why because they're they're trying to push their central bank digital currency uh, with the social credit system connected and Bitcoin is just an open monetary network 
that doesn't debase can't be confiscated and it just throws a, a giant a giant wrench into their plans so obviously they're going to be hostile so think about it this way do you really want the responsibility of, of manufacturing the machines that secure the bitcoin network in the hands of a country that openly hates bitcoin right you don't want to do that right so shout out to jack uh for taking the initiative right you had to dig deep a little bit into the link the linkedin profile just released a week ago so we this is current and shout out to blockstream for taking upon themselves to uh you know do the necessary r d to manufacture asic miners and let me tell you guys something about developing hardware it is one of the most difficult things that you can do as an entrepreneur as a company and uh, I, I had a friend of mine um he he actually he, he he makes the the foundation devices passport and he tried to before you know he moved on to foundation he actually tried to develop uh, you know an asic and he got absolutely crushed by bitmain right and the reason for that is because they just have the necessary manufacturing infrastructure specifically in the shenzhen area so i'm gonna be i am extremely curious how jack dorsey adam back and mao plan to overcome that overcome china's manufacturing ability and manufacturing expertise in those semiconductors i have no idea how they're going to do it but we're going to cover it here on simply bitcoin and i definitely think that they are headed in the right direction and this is a net benefit for bitcoin anyways phil what do you think yeah, I think it's about time, right? I mean, every single one of us, they, I, I think that when we look at the big picture of this, you know, we know that there's a couple of, you know, we know that there's a, a, a couple of miners out of the U.S., I think like one or two, um, and I don't recall their names right now. But Fury. Thank you, Bitfury. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's about time, right? So this is good. This shows, and I think if we zoom out and kind of take a different angle on this, it also shows, um, it shows a lot of uh, confidence in you know, in the Bitcoin network, right? Uh, and, and the Bitcoin space as a whole, uh, because they're willing to start developing hardware. And to your point, right? Regardless of like developing, you know, let's say Bitcoin hardware, but when you're dealing with anything that's, you know, um, technology based like this, right? Boards that, you know, that have to hand, that, that have to withstand massive amounts of heat or cold, any of this stuff, there is a lot of testing involved. There are tons of boards that you are just going to burn through. The amount of money that you go through in these cycles, it, it is completely insane before you get to a finalized product. Right. So you really have to be willing uh, and able to take on that overhead cost. I think that this is also, um, you know, to your point, a step in the right direction for essentially decentralizing the, uh, you know, not to use the buzzwords, but really that's what it is. Right. Because as of right now, as you mentioned, we've got two manufacturers that make those chips. Right. It's got global foundries and TSMC like we need more manufacturers. But the problem is it's extremely difficult. You know, it's extremely difficult. It's very expensive. I mean, to be perfectly honest, these places need to have their own hospitals and fire departments on site. I, I've visited sites that do this. So I, I know what they have there. I know what it costs for infrastructure. I should say I have a good idea. OK, and this is not cheap. So very bullish, right? Very bullish. Um, and these guys are taking a risk, right? They're taking a risk and yeah, they, they deserve the reward. Absolutely, man. Let's see how this plays out. Wynikus, what are your thoughts on hopefully the decentralization of manufacturing Bitcoin ASIC miners? Yeah, I mean, I'm just a big fan of what Jack has been doing and the initiatives he's been leading. Uh, I know he's been like, pretty commie-ish in the past, but he's been pretty awesome as far as what he's been doing for Bitcoin. And of course, if you can decentralize hardware production from chips to phones to uh, app stores to internet service providers, whatever we can do to get things done in the hands of more people, then of course that just makes everything better and, and more fair for everyone else. And yeah, I mean, obviously this is a cutthroat industry that I'm not too familiar with, but it's it's interesting to see how things will be rolled out to the average person versus a miner making their own hardware, mining Bitcoin for themselves or keeping hardware for themselves. So 
obviously I'd like to know how that goes down. So, Absolutely. And uh, what about you, Optimus? What are your thoughts on this? How do you see this playing out? First, I want to add uh, to what Wynicus said. I'm, I'm super bullish on Jack Dorsey's Bitcoin career. It's been fucking epic to see him dive feet first in what he's been doing for, for the Bitcoin network. And then secondly, uh, I'd agree with what everything you guys say. You know, if, if companies compete, the, the customers benefit. And furthermore, you know, like if, if we get more companies uh, manufacturing better if and you know if not like relatively the same good miners that are already out there then the network as a whole benefits and the you know the customer that's trying to buy mining rigs are is gonna be able to get solid rigs for a decent price so all around super bullish and i can't wait to see what happens absolutely i wish uh jack and adam and mal the best of luck they are definitely going to need it but anyways, Phil, there was an open source software release today. Why don't you tell everybody about it? Software releases. The software releases are brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out, cyphersafe.io. Get yourself the Cypher wheel or the Cypher grid, which I've got right here. Best place to store your seed. Comes with the punch tool and the tamper resistant wire. The link is down below. We've got Blue Wallet version 6.2.16 that was released. It's down below. Guys, Monday through Saturday, rain or shine. You know the deal. We post. Check us out. Audio only. Apple Podcasts. Spotify. Anchor. Awesome. Thank you, Phil. All right, guys. That was our show. Before we go, I want to give a very, very special shout out to friends of ours. And honestly, we have been talking internally discussing we are partnering up officially with bitcoin kindergarten they go live every wednesday at 9 p.m eastern standard time if you want to see phil and i you want to talk to us definitely go check out bitcoin kindergarten phil's shaking his head because he gets nervous that's okay and of course i want to give a very special shout out to the host of Bitcoin Kindergarten, the legendary Optimus Fields. You can go give him a follow at MyLiveInTruth on Twitter. And of course, Wynikus, the Simply Bitcoin in-house meme dealer and co-host of Bitcoin Kindergarten. Anyways, guys, that was the show. If you enjoyed the show, smash that like button. Smash the like button. Comment, like, subscribe. Help us defeat the shitcoin channels. And of course, if you want to continue hearing the Bitcoin news from the plea pleb perspective and the catastrophic fails from the shitcoiners, NFTs, all of the above, definitely consider subscribing and we'll see you tomorrow, guys, for a brand new episode of Simply Bitcoin. No heroes, no masters, no rulers. Boyakasha!